Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dysfunctional Fitness Podcast. You're joined today by myself, Matthew Hosking, and my co-host, Ben Bodycum. And we're about to break down 23.1. Well, Benjamin, it is the season. It's up and running. 23.1 is actually 14.4. It's a repeat. A little chunky AMRAP, 40 minutes long, 60 cal row, 50 toes of bar, 40 warbles and 30 cleans, 135 for the guys, 95 pounds for the ladies, into 20 ring muscle-ups. I don't know about you, I did not see it coming. My mind is actually blown. I... I'm perplexed. I'm dumbfounded. I'm shooketh. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is definitely bye-bye Castro. Hello, Bosman. This is Adrian Bosman putting his stamp on the fact that he is programming the Open and putting ring muscle-ups in the first week. I think that he can kind of get away with it, given the fact that there is an awful lot of work to get through before you get to those ring muscle-ups. But it is a definite departure from what we've previously seen, where the first week is a couplet or a triplet that's incredibly accessible for the majority of the population to try and encourage open sign-ups. I, I think this is, uh, if you look at CrossFit as a whole and you see what they've always tried to do, which is really try and maximize the cash cow that the Open is, uh, I, I think this is a really big deviation from that. And so uh, like, if, if, if I'm honest, like this is really exciting for what the next couple of weeks have planned now that we've seen this. Um, but it obviously is. we just need to focus on this week. And get through this this one first. <laughs> if, if we can get through, well, if, if I can get through one round of this, um, I'm sure you're looking forward to uh, getting back on those toes to bar. Oh, if I got back on those toes to bar, sign me up. Uh, sponsorships everywhere, left, right, and centre. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually so surprised at this workout. Did not uh, plan to see muscle ups. I don't even think we would maybe even see muscle ups in the whole open. Um, we were thinking they haven't come up the last two years and here they are uh, in the first workout I, I feel bad uh, back at TTZ in Wellington City great CrossFit gym run by Alex and Matt Clemson we have absolutely sold the members a dream uh, we were like <laughs> sign up the first one's really easy now the last two years has been super simple um, anyone can do it uh, trust me it won't be that bad and then bang you've got 50 toes of art in a row and then uh, we're finishing with 20 ring muscle ups um yeah that's tough tough to see in the first week i mean it's a great workout like the actual workout itself i think is really good um but for a first week open workout based off what we thought the way things were trending um yeah very very surprising but i, th I think what it does indicate to me is that we're seeing this shift of uh as crossfit tries to become more inclusive as it tries to steer away from the sport We've always said that you should have a an elite division within the open that sort of separates things out. You've now got the scaled tier and then you've got foundations below that. So you have options for people to take part in. So I, I think that's something that potentially will start to be leveraged a lot more with CrossFit going forward as well, which, which I think is you know, in terms of making it accessible, they are still making it accessible. There are options. You just don't have RX next to next to your score. Mm. Um, mm. And so 
changing the way they approach that, I think is a really interesting approach for how they're doing things going forward. Yeah, I agree. Right, we'll get into it. So looking back when this workout first appeared, uh, we'll just go off the top scores because that's pretty much the easiest data we have. Uh, Sam Briggs for the ladies uh, won worldwide with 256 reps, which is 56 cows back on that rower into the second round. And then we had Richard Froning uh, win on the men's side uh, with a score of 277, which was 60 cows plus 17 toes of bar on that back inside. If we look at some of the data as well from that year, just to give some people um, an idea of where you'd rank based on your fitness level, um, if you had got to the muscle ups, for the men, you'd have been about the 75th percentile back in 2014 as a CrossFitter. And if you got to the muscle-ups as a woman, you'd have been in the 90th percentile. Now, if you'd managed to get one muscle-up for the men, you have jumped all the way up to the 80th percentile. And for the ladies, you have jumped up to the 95th percentile, just getting one rep. Um, I think it shows how far we've come because now I believe those percentages would drop quite a bit. I think if you're getting a muscle-up, you're probably dropping down to probably the 60th percentile. So that's quite a big drop uh, on the men's side. And on the ladies from 95th, probably dropping to about uh, 80th, which again, quite a big drop. But that just shows how far the sports come. Um, as I was saying, like when the Laura and Gabby were doing it, it was crazy to think that they were po possibly going to get close to the top scores of the guys. And to put, in that, to put that into context, the ladies still have to row 60 cows, which um, I know they do less weight, but 60 cows for the uh, ladies, the same as the men, is a lot harder, plus 20 ring muscle-ups also. Um, so for them to get close, to, well, for them to get basically top men's scores from 2014 just shows how uh, ridiculously far we've come as a sport. Right, we'll get into uh, just some stats and some strategy uh, pacing ideas for the workout. So uh, for the first bit, we look at the amateur heat. I'll just call them the amateur heat um, of, I believe it was Carlos Del Arco, Luis Fernandez, Antonio Sanchez, and Camila Granizo. Um, in that heat, the top score was 205 reps by uh, Mr. Carlos Del Arco, which I believe was, what, five cows on the rower yeah, back into that second round. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very good score, very impressive. Seemed to pace it, well, don't know, fairly well, debatable. Um, I but yeah, so, right, you, go, I you go, you go then. Yeah, yeah, I was, I, I think what you saw is they very much were caught up in the buzz of doing it in the Caja Magica, surrounded by a huge <laughs> number of fans. Like, like they, they went out hard. Um, the they Spanish fortress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I, I think they probably would have broken it up a little bit differently. You saw how much time they end, ended up spending on the ring muscle-ups. I think they, they... Do you have the time for when they got to the ring muscle-ups? Uh, yeah, so they started the muscle-ups at 10.15, and then uh, Carlos finished the muscle-ups at 13.40. So uh, what's that? Three minutes and... Well, basically, three, just under three minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah, 25 um to finish the muscle ups which is 20 muscle ups so yeah not the fastest pace in the world but you gotta remember you're being you're going to be quite fatigued once you get to that point 
Um, so still not an awful um, pace. But yeah, maybe if you, uh, you know, strategize it um, a bit smarter from the start, pace it a touch more, maybe you've got a bit left in the tank to hold either slightly bigger sets or just shorter rest breaks between your sets and maybe get back onto row a bit earlier and get another, I don't know, five to 10 well, cows, which as you know, in the open, that does make a difference. Literally every calorie will matter. Um, yeah, massively. I think he, he opened up with like a set of eight on the ring muscle up. Did he? And, and he looked at a guy in the crowd and the guy in the crowd went, 10. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the 10. He ended up going down to singles at the end. So that's going to be, Matt, that's gonna be uh, judging Matt tomorrow uh, back at TTZ. I'd be like, two. Just two. And he's going to go for a big set of three. And then he's going to crumble. <laughs> Bless his heart. I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't entertain going more than like a set of three here. I... De- depending on your capacity and stuff, but coming, particularly coming off the wall balls, like you want to just sort of like get your heart rate down a little bit, like make sure your breathing's back under control. Uh, so just get up, do a small first set, and then take it from there. I don't know if you'd approach that any differently. Mm. Well, the way, uh, yeah, again, it's going to be tough to know exactly how I'm going to feel when you get to those muscle ups. I've never done this workout before. Um, but yeah, even I wouldn't be surprised if I end up doing threes or fours on those first, um, well, from the start, really. It just depends um, how you're feeling coming off those cleans. Um, but yeah, uh, again, it depends on the type of athlete. Some people can handle bigger sets and then take a bit of a longer rest break, or some people would be better off doing smaller chunks, literally twos, and then taking shorter rest breaks. And you only really know that if you do a lot of muscle-ups in your training. Um I so again, keep that's forgetting that there are thirty cleans in this. I keep, yeah. I keep just sort of glossing over it mentally, and it's like mm-hmm. that's obviously, that's a big old time suck. And it's, it is, and it, it is again. It's it's like it's a little bit of a trap as well. Yeah, like for the in... yeah in that amateur heat, the um, cleans took well the fastest person uh, almost three minutes, which is quite slow. That's what, basically ten reps a minute. Okay, it was just a bit under that, but still. Uh, 11 to 12 reps a minute that's not a fast pace um and you can well, when you talk about how like the pacing strategy you can see how the pace uh slowed off so from the start uh a 240 to finish a 60 cows so it's about two twenty about 23 cows per minute pace on your rower so if you imagine that if you ever done rowing intervals that's the pace this gentleman was holding to start off the uh workout and then from there he took basically two minutes to do is 50 toes of bar which is still a good clip that's 25 a minute that's very impressive but then by the end when he finished and his total reps divided by the time he only averaged 14.6 reps a minute so you can see the pace he was holding in those first five minutes he was averaging basically 24 a minute and he ended up going 10 reps slower per minute pace uh, by the end so it shows a drop off but that is mainly also because of the muscle ups like muscle ups are a slow movement in general Plus the rest time is going to be adding up loads between your sets. But still, it shows uh, you don't have to go out super hot from the start because you're going to get a massive drop-off anyway. Saying that, uh, if you're not going to get through your muscle-ups, there is a tie-break score, and that is how fast it takes to get to your muscle-ups. So for some of you who want to do an RX and aren't bothered about even getting your muscle-ups, then yeah, feel free. Go hard from the start. Hang on. Basically, for you, your workout finishes when those cleans finish. So go touch and go. Try go eights if you can, tens. Um, leave it all out there and then just sit around at the rings for four minutes. 
if you uh, care about somebody go i'd love to watch somebody go unbroken on those 30 i think <laughs> on the cleans <laughs> I, on the cleans yeah right, I, I, I'll, I'll, shall i attempt it tomorrow and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> i think i think both of our strength is is our grip so we definitely could de- do that with you no say, yeah you talk about that and then Chase Ingram kept banging on about uh, this workout just hits your grip. That's all it is. Grip management, grip fatigue. It's like, can you not? <laughs> <laughs> can you not remind me that this is all you're going to be thinking for the next, uh, yeah. for the next four days? Um, but I, I think, I, I don't know if you've watched uh, the original open announcement where they did this. Uh, but... It was of Josh Bridges and Scott Panchett, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, I have I, watched it. They well, CrossFit were uploading all of the old ones over the last few weeks, so I have watched it briefly about I don't know, maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, it's a uh, that watching them do that. Like, I think Scott comes out with like a sixteen hundred cal row pace, and it's like what on earth. And then they end up doing singles on the muscle ups because they're both just going absolutely hammer and tongs, like uh, just absolutely sending it. And 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 I think like. It, depending on i think depending on where your strengths are you should be able to you you can push particular movements with this so if you're really strong if you're really strong on toaster bar yes you can push the toaster bar but if you're really strong on the row and you know that you know holding a a hard pace on that row isn't going to affect you that much then cool do that but just make sure you have a plan going into this like make sure you know where you're going to take your breaks you know how you're going to split it up um, you're not doing too big a sets of anything. I, I, I personally, I love descending rep schemes. I find it significantly easier. So on those to- on the toaster bar, like I'd probably do like, you know, well, I think the warbles are probably a little bit of a, a more an easier comparison where I'd probably do like a 12, 10, 10, 8 or something like that. Um, you know, four separate sets. I'm, I'm dropping it. I'm taking a breath. I'm not building up too much time into tension. Uh, and looking after myself because I tend to blow up a lot in those types of movements and blood gets stuck in particular places and isn't very good at clearing out. So that's what I, I need to focus on in this is just keeping my set short, but also keeping control of my rest breaks. Otherwise, you just end up sitting there with a, a you know, a 12 or 14 reps per minute average, as, as Matthew was saying. Yeah, but that's not a bad score by the end of the workout because um, that guy's not unfit and he did pretty well and that's just that just shows that the drop off basically each movement gets slower as you go along for the workout for that um gentleman in particular his main actual drop off was on those cleans taking Mm. almost three minutes to do 30 cleans so that's almost basically 10 reps a minute that was his lowest point of his rate um so yeah yeah, that's a rep every every six seconds when you compare that to his row where he did 60 and what 240 yeah which is Whatever it is, I, I can't. It was basically that. just over double. He was over double yeah. on his row yeah. pace compared to his cleans, which shows again you just you can pace it a bit from the start as long as you maintain. It's basically staying. Um, uh, what's the word? In a groove or in a good rhythm next to your bar. Classic. Drop the bar. Keep your feet under the bar if you can. Hands on quickly. Keep cycling it through. Some people could get away with doing twos or threes. Obviously, touch and go is gonna be uh, quite taxing your grip, so that won't work for everyone. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then for those who are worried about not uh, getting any muscle ups, but still actually do want to do RX, um, the lady, uh, 
Camilla Granizzo. She got to the rings at, well, she attempted her first ring muscle up at 11.20. So I'll give you some context of what, she was pretty, she was pretty decently fit. She was moving along at a nice pace. So she had basically um, just under three minutes when she attempted her first muscle up to give some of you an idea um, of whereabouts you'll be on the clock when you get to that bit, if you're worried about the muscle up being your defining factor of that workout. Um, right, should we move on to the elites the elite. then? Just yeah. look at their ridiculous times and uh, paces. So moving yeah, on to I elites, think- we obviously had Lazadukic, um, BKG, Laura Horvath, and Gabby Magawa. For those who watched, Lazadukic uh, took the win. He got, I believe, 287 reps, was it? Yeah. yeah. So that was 60 cows and 27 toes to bar into the second round. And that is 10 reps more than Rich Phoning from back in the day. So a slight improvement on the best worldwide score. Again, Lazar probably won't even get the best worldwide score. There'll be probably quite a few people who even smash that, which would be uh, interesting to see. I don't, I don't know. I'm just... Uh, give me two seconds. I'm just getting... Uh... What? Do you think we've just seen the fastest score in the world? I don't think we've seen the fastest score in the world, but I think the context should be... Uh, so 20.5, which was the choose-your-own-adventure style of warble, ring muscle-up, and uh, row... Lazar won that worldwide in 9.54. So he is elite, like top-tier elite at those movements. Admittedly, mm-hmm. it's February. It's the off-season. The Open was very different in 2020. Um, it, it meant different things then. So it, it meant that as an elite athlete, you'd structure your season a bit differently. You wouldn't care as much about the Open, so you wouldn't be as fit as you needed to be. So he's probably not at the peak that he was at then, but I still I still think that's a very very good score. And oh I think yeah, it's, a, he... it's an amazing score. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> um, but I still think there'll be a handful of people that beat that. Um, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And I think only having half an hour to plan it, and even exact like he came out in the interview after, and he said, "Yeah, I'd probably pace it a little bit differently." And I think he, mm. he went too fast. He went a little bit too aggressively. Um, in in the first couple, I think you know jumping out and doing a, a big set of twenty five toaster bar is uh, <laughs> probably not recommended for even the elites. Um, I'd, I'd hazard a guess to say you know if I was sitting there chatting to somebody who wanted to get a top one hundred score worldwide, I would not be expecting them to do a set twenty five unbroken at the start. Mm-hmm. And that's that put that into context as well. That's after coming off the rower and he finished sixty cows in two minutes ten, which is basically twenty nine ish. Cows a minute pace on a rower. So for those who don't know, go on a rower, row for a minute and try get 28 and realise he's held that for two minutes and then he's jumped off and gone and done uh, 50 toes apart in, um, well, he technically did 50 toes apart under that. He did 50 toes apart in about a minute and 45 seconds, which again is ridiculous. That's about, I don't know, 27-ish reps. So he held almost a, basically about 27 to 28 rep pace for the first four minutes of the workout which in any movement that is extremely high. And for um, context, that 29 cows a minute is uh, 1,740 cows per there hour. There you go. That is so fast. That's the number you see on that rower. That is. Yeah. That's a, for that's those, a pace. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, cow... Uh, 
yeah, well, it's definitely in the one, three, fours, I think, if you did up per 500, about that. I believe yeah. a one, yeah. I think a one, 600 is around 135, I think. So it's close to that. Mad. Absolutely yeah. mad. That's fast. Right. So then going on from that, uh, we obviously had uh, Laura. Um, Laura finished her toes to bars in 4.35, which is still ridiculously fast, especially considering she did the exact same cows as the men. Um, yeah, that's very, very impressive. And then uh, on yeah, from that... Yeah, which beat Sam Briggs' score from 14.4, the original. Mm. And obviously back in, the, back in those days, Sam Briggs was known as an absolute machine on the rower. She was a great ring muscle-upper as well. So, yeah. I think Laura said said that she'd set that as her expectation was to beat Briggs's score uh, and get the worldwide leading score, and that's exactly what she did. Yeah, she beat it by was that ten reps, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. ten reps. So she got four extra cows on the rower and then six more toes of bar. Um, but yeah, so that was pretty impressive as well. Uh, anything else from that workout? Well, we had to put in perspective. Lazadukic finished the cleans in seven ten. Um, so when you compare that to the fastest guy in the like quote unquote amateur heat, he finishes cleans in nine thirty nine. So the guy in that first heat was uh, over two, well, basically two uh, minutes thirty behind Lazadukic to get to the muscle ups. Um, yeah, and it took Lazar two thirty on his ring muscle ups alone, mm. which I think at that level you'd probably expect him to knock out 20 ring muscle-ups sub two minutes, maybe like sub 130, potentially. Um, like you, well, what do you mean in people... that exact scenario? Do you mean like just actually fresh? Like if you're going for like a... Oh, just fresh, like he could do it unbroken. But... Oh, that's what I mean. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like fresh, he could okay, do it unbroken. Yeah, yeah. I was worried you were saying he like expected to do it in about under, just under two minutes. Like as a fresh day, it's like um, I don't know. He's a bit better than that. <laughs> Say well, that. Did again, you see um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, it's actually blank now. Um, BKG? the ring must up video. Did you see that uh on YouTube the other day? Um, no, he's on the Savon podcast a few times. Uh, oh, Taylor uh, self made Taylor self. Uh, he did the hundred muscle up ring muscle up workout that Froning did like last year, and he beat Froning's time. I can't exactly remember the time. It was something like 13 minutes or something. Or maybe a bit wow. under that. Um, yeah, quite impressive. That's insane. Yeah. Pretty no, crazy. no thanks. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever, I ever want to do that. Can I do it? Can I do a hundred ring muscle ups over yeah. the course of like two weeks? Like, <laughs> um, um, but, but yeah, yeah I, I think the, the thing to highlight there is that, uh, he opened with a big set. He ended with set of three. BKG got a couple of no reps in there as well um, from not locking out. So something that we've seen shift in the judging is that what you used to get would be people locking out, but not staying at that lockout position. And so not necessarily getting the rep, but pushing out and pushing away from the rings. 
As thank you for demonstrating to... that on a camera and could not even see your arms anyway, but thank you. <laughs> for those who are just listening, Ben has just stood further from his desk, shoved his arms dead straight, and just demonstrated a lockout of a muscle up. <laughs> I, I, will not, cause I, I may as well demonstrate it now because I will not be able to do it tomorrow when I'm attempting this workout. <laughs> I, will be, I will be flashing my elbows and being like, yep, that's a wrap in it. Um, and going straight in as I, as I carry on doing this for singles. <laughs> You're going to go for your strict muscle-ups? I, last time I, I was at BFG, you were just doing strict all the time, which I'm not going to lie, it's actually so impressive. Like when did, I was, All those muscle-up workouts we did, like, you just bang out strict. I was like, what? I, uh, my strict capacity, there was a point where my strict capacity was greater than my kipping capacity. Uh, thankfully, I have uh, reintroduced kipping recently, so things have got a little bit easier. Um but yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I'd prefer it if it was a straight, strict muscle workout. That would be so much more fun. If I'm being entirely mm. honest, and, and would mean I'd probably get a slightly higher placing worldwide. But um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's like being being very humble if I can. Mm. So, what do we think would be a um, good score then for just our average CrossFitter uh, trying this over the next few days? I think that if you can get through the cleans, you're in a very good position. If you have the capacity to, to do a ring muscle up and you're able to, every single ring muscle up is going to be a huge separator on that leaderboard. Um, so it's almost, it's, it's, it's this really difficult position where I know we said at the start, you want to send it and get there as early as possible to make sure that you get a really good tie break. Yes, but if, if you that's your it, like goal of like not getting any muscle ups, I would say. I d- I don't know. I think the tie break will come into effect for a lot of people on the um on the ring muscle ups themselves. Yeah, are we will be grouping. It's basically well, yeah. maths is twenty groups. There's one muscle up, two muscle up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But each muscle up will be worth a lot on the leaderboard. Yeah, um, definitely. there's a big doubt. separation between someone just getting one and then someone getting two and so on and so forth um but yeah, yeah i think, I think yeah I, it just depends on if you yeah if you've got muscle ups in the tank and you know you can get a handful then yeah i would ideally uh pace it up uh up until that point so you're still in a um good situation where you can still get a few muscle ups in um at least let's say two minutes left on the clock if you're not going to get any muscle ups and you just want to maximize your place, yeah, I'll just basically you, your workout is up through those 30 cleans. Um, if you want to uh, bang off your buck both, uh, get a good tie break score and get some muscle ups, uh, I still believe you might want to pace it from the start. But once you get into that middle set of the cleans, then I'll start maybe if you're starting to recover ish try pick up the pace slowly when i say pick up the pace you might have be able to go about uh, three seconds faster per like every two reps or something but just slowly build a rhythm get to the muscle ups try not hang around too long and take unnecessary chalk breaks just chalk your hands once and then just kick up and try get even one or two and then just chip away at a steady pace for those who have their sights set a little bit higher so obviously quarterfinals is the goal for, you know, probably about 15% of the people doing uh, doing the Open. That's the top 10%. Uh, last time this came out, uh, for the men, it was five ring muscle-ups. Got you into the 90th percentile. Uh, 
And for the women, it was, you know, you still had two cleans left to go, got you into the 90th percentile. I think for the women, definitely, it'll be three or four, maybe five room muscle-ups will be that 90th percentile. So that's going to be a huge factor for getting getting into that those quarterfinal places for the men i'm thinking double digits is kind of where my head's at at the moment i don't know what you think uh yeah i think 90th percentile i think if you're getting 10 plus you're in the 90th percentile i believe yeah uh for the men's side um what i maybe uh what go on oh sorry what you're gonna say no i was just gonna say that like what i recommend is uh beyond the whiteboard release their projected percentiles on like sort of Saturday morning-ish. So if, if you know you're going to repeat, if you know you're on that bubble quarterfinals, um, have a look at that. That'll give you a good indicator of, of what you're doing and, and how you can um, and where you sort of need to be aiming as well. Lovely stuff. My final, my final tip is uh, video your workout and sit down and analyze it and say, right, okay, how... How did I break this up? I had this plan going in. Was this plan achievable? Did I execute that plan? Or was my plan too ambitious? Was my plan too cautious? Invariably plans always end up being more ambitious than they than they probably should be. Um, and if you can sit down, analyze it, understand it a little bit more, then, uh, then it means that you can put a pacing strategy together for your second attempt. That will put you in a really strong position. Um, to make sure that you're where you want to be on the leaderboard. Yep, I agree. Videoing is really helpful, um, not just for uh, the time it took on each part, but you just see how you move, how your body language is, um, just all the unnecessary breaks you take between reps. Um, honestly, it helps so much. It's like just the easiest way to improve without getting any fitter. You can usually take it depends on the workout, obviously. But I know myself, I've taken off minutes of uh, times before from literally just watching the video and then just redoing it. And then just mentally having a note exactly of what uh, like check marks you need to get through against the clock. Depends what uh, it is. But that is, yeah, a very um, useful way of tackling your workouts. Um, but yeah, again, it depends. If you're redoing it, I'll really recommend that. I mean, if you're not redoing it, it's still always good to video and always analyze um, what you've done. Um, but there will be still a lot of people who just do it one and done as well. So maybe they'll just go in, give it a go, not too fast where they get, and uh, just move on with their day. Right. Move on that well, day after a lot of pain is what I imagine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, do you want to wrap up there? We're going to do 22, uh, 23.2 prediction, or we'll set up for another time. Uh, I think we save it for another time. I, th- I think yeah. what, what's going to be interesting is that just some closing thoughts from myself. Uh, last year, we saw that um, uh, there were themes within uh, the open workouts. So we saw bounding every week. So we had uh, box jump overs in the first week. We had bar facing burpees in the second week. And then we had double ones in the third week. So there was some type of jumping and moving every week. What I'm excited to see is if those types of themes carry on this year and we see that that theme be present within the, the three or four workouts that we're going to get. And on top So of what that, would your theme be based off this workout? What would your proposed theme be? 
I think we might be at a point where you have clear separation within workouts. So it's not just a case of pure capacity. It's a case of, right, there's this very difficult movement we're going to put into the open. And now it's a case of, right, who, who can do as many of this movement as possible? And so there's, there's less bottlenecking at the top. Um, for want of a better phrase, it's less just moving through a workout. Now you're being limited by something else other than your aerobic capacity. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah, it's a fair point because obviously the predictions everyone's been getting in the community just based for the last two years are the Open's basically gone soft now, very simple movements, keep it really accessible for everyone, which I mean, that's what we're thinking as well. So to see this workout come out is why I was like just mind blown. Um, And yeah, it's an interesting point. Because, yeah, next week, I don't know, could have, again, high something high skill, um, which will separate people just based off if you've got the skill or not, rather than what you're saying, having just work capacity. Um, so that's an interesting idea, um, considering last, well, we'll thinking it would just be very simple and everyone just be able to do everything. So that's the way it's, I mean, it's classic CrossFit, isn't it? Everyone, I mean, they do live up to their name, unknown and unknowable. Um, everyone thinks they've got it sussed out and then, yeah. 20 ring muscle ups in week one that is yeah yeah that's the way it is spicy to say the least yeah um cool right I think we'll leave it there uh, this one's way more off the cuff than our first one uh, we've literally just jumped on as soon as the workout ended pretty much and just rattled off some ideas that came straight to our head um so it might not be as polished um as other episodes going to try to get it out there as soon as possible um so yeah that's it really and then i yeah, don't know if we're um, going to do i don't know if we'll do a recap of uh this on maybe monday when the scores are in or maybe we'll just wait till the next announcement and then just do a brief recap and then just react to 23.2 uh we'll decide in the next few days and surprise yeah. you. Uh, let, let us know what you want us to be discussing in the comments. Uh, let's, let's generate that traction. Let's, let's get things moving. Um. <laughs> At the uh, Dysfunctional Fitness Podcast on the Insta. Uh, feel free to slide in the DMs. Just with CrossFit stuff, though. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what's going with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, and good luck to all of you tackling the Open. Uh if you're not tackling the open, good luck with your training over the next weekend. Uh, and I hope you get to watch people enjoy this absolute suffer fest. Um, so yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Goodbye. All right. Stop that. <laughs>